Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Right at this very moment, you made a choice to listen to us and what you may learn today. That was a choice. What you do in the next five seconds is your choice. Next five minutes, five weeks, five days, five years. It's all your choice. We have free will. How do we make the right choice? How do we encounter those choices? And how does that look? We're going to talk with somebody to give us some insight on that. He is a an amazing life coach with a lot of insight. Also, he's what's known as a content architect and publishes many articles on a lot of the same stuff that we're talking about here today. Ja Harfman joins us. Ja, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. I'm good. Yeah, the choice thing, I'm, I'm very uh, happy that we're talking about it today because Many times we're faced with choices and we don't know which direction to go in. So I would love to to look at that today as well. Uh, overall thoughts on choices. Tell us. Yeah. I believe that choices are basically fundamental to life and fundamental to like how we learn what we're supposed to be doing here because ultimately it's our choices which guide our decisions and those decisions are what determine our path our life path, our destiny, whatever you want to call it, right? It's all determined by our choices. And I've been thinking a lot about the concept of free will and choice and how they all interact. And I realized that while we ultimately may have free will when we are in um, when we are in a clear-headed mind, when we have no stress or any of that, we do our free will can be taken away from us. It can be taken away from us by people who use force. It can be taken away from us by dire situations, right? We don't always make the most rational choices when we are guided by fear, pain, agony, or any of those other negative emotions, right? So we have the capacity for free will, but we don't always have free will. But we always, we always have, the one thing that we always have is free choice, free fundamental choice. And, you know, sometimes those choices are a little bit more serious for some people, it can be a life or death situation, and you still, you may not always have the free will if you want to live, right? You obviously are going to pick the choice to live, but if you want to choose death, well, then you always have that choice, right? Not always the smartest choice. It's not always the kindest choice. It's not always the uh, the right choice, but it is a choice, right? So when we, the, the reason I see a lot of people, they don't know how to. Um, how to recover a lot from their trauma or their bad decisions because they just don't have any decision-making skills. They don't understand what choices they have, what options they have, right? They ultimately have a fixed mindset, a self-defeating attitude. It could be due to years of bullying. It could be due to conditioning by society. But they honestly believe that they have no choice in their daily decisions. They have no choice. <laughs> like, I have clients who have for financial skills, they obviously they, they honestly think they have no choice but to conform to the system when there are so many other options. There's budgeting, there's increasing their earning potential. But I think that's a, that's a part of why our society is kind of just veering off the edge because when people believe they have no choices, they will just give in to their base instincts, their base impulses, no matter what the consequences are. And that's a problem because... Actions and choices ultimately need consequences so that people can learn. 
Interesting that you, you say that it is the, the choices that we make or we're faced to make helps us learn. Do you, do you think it helps us learn how to make choices in the future? Yes. It's actually very simple because if people get a positive feedback from their choice, they are more willing to do it again, right? They're not really going to think about all the esoteric morality or the ethics or whatever. If something works, it's going to work for most people, right? Um, as a society, we've kind of deluded ourselves into thinking that there are these like objective morals, objective situations, or objective choices that are always the best in the situation, and that's simply false. And that's kind of why you know societies and moral system, ethical systems collapse because they it's kind of like we create rules because well we don't want to keep making the choices in every moment right when someone when you have a beach open to pets and some people don't clean up you make a rule that says you know you can't have dogs on the beach no matter if the person is a responsible person who will clean up after the dog or someone will just let their dogs just shit all over the beach right mm mm-hmm. It, a rule is basically just a set of predefined choices that say, no, you can't do this, right? So the reason that we adopt rules is to make life a little bit easier, and it works, right? We have this grand society, but the more we rely on rules, the less we rely on individual choices, and because of that, people think rules are set in stone. They don't have any nuance. They don't look at the situation, right? That's why you see a lot of situations where people make choices that are obviously, in the context of the situation, seem terrible, but because they have the rule ingrained in their mind, they don't veer, and that's a problem, right? Choices are fundamental. We always have to re- we have to realize that we always have a choice, and that while our free will can be compromised, that we should always try to evaluate choices in the moment. How do we make the best possible choice. Is it that we need to really tune into the gut, which has been said to be our intuition? Is that, that really where it's coming from? Um, yes. Everybody knows what choice that, um, that you need to make. A lot of people rely on their intellect around their mind because, you know, the mind is great, better at seeing patterns and creating these rules that give us higher success rates than making individual choices with no knowledge. But once you have the intellect, you realize that most decisions do have to come from your heart, from your intuition, from that gut instinct, as said, right? Because in the, at the end of the day, we are creatures of feeling, of love, of emotion, and if we base all of our decisions on rationality and external things, then that's problematic because... Um, while they may create like a structured, rigid society for now, if there's no life to the society, it will collapse, like I said before, right? Love is kind of what fills in the gaps. It fills in, it, what allows us to kind of, it self-motivates us to kind of seek more of it, right? And if, because of that, we, the more we seek love in our individual choices, the better we feel fulfilled, the better choices we usually make, and it just keeps like that feedback loop, right? And um, for to make the best choice in the possible, like in the possible context of the situation, we have to look at a number of factors. But mostly, the first thing we have to do is separate our needs from our wants. A lot of people can't separate their needs from their wants, and because like some people think they need Netflix or they need all of these uh, subscription services, all these basic things, and 
that's kind of what gives so much power to like um, external things like corporations or they, people trying to sell things to you. And the more you give power to the external things, less the power you give to yourself. And that's why people feel unfulfilled and happy, even though they're spending all this money on things that they ultimately do not need. Right? It's stuff that they want to feel comfortable because to feel happy. But once you focus on what you need, right, once you identify your needs and you can make choices based on those needs, right, you don't have to, if you need, like, a sense of safety or protection, right, you might make choices that are more protective of yourself rather than just random choices that are protective of the entire group, right, and that's fine. A lot of society conflates group, like, morality with what is best for the group, but the truth is that all groups are based basically just conglomerates of the individuals. If we keep sacrificing individuals for the group, then the group will see will just eventually collapse as well, right? And um, basically, what I'm trying to get at is that it always all starts with like the individual choices of the people who you know, like are doing like the work, the effort, right? And they need. For them to make good decisions, good choices, they need to know how to identify and separate their needs from their wants. How do you do that? Because as you're saying it, I'm I'm putting it in my mind into perspective how some people can say, well, I need Netflix. I need it. I mean, I, I, I have nothing to do at night. I, I really need it. Uh, do you really need it? <laughs> That's the question. Or do you yeah, want it? Um, yeah, I mean, it seems very simple to me. Like, Frank, I, I could pretty much live without Netflix. I don't need to watch TV at all. I can go read. Can, can I share with you, based on yeah. that? Um, and, and everybody I know watches TV, loves Netflix, and I think it's great myself. However, however, I've got every channel, whatever. I don't watch TV. And I'll sit down and I'll make an appointment with myself. You know what? You got the night free. You're going to watch some TV. Let's put on a show. Maybe you'll learn something. I just can't. I don't do it. I'll, I'll be on my phone. Maybe I'll find an impactful video. You know, I'll look at garbage. All right, so maybe for a couple of minutes, I'm looking at a dumb, you know, reel on, uh, on TikTok. But for the most part, I don't, I don't need TV. <laughs> I have it in case I want it, but I don't need it. And that's just me personally, but I, it's kind of we're the same way. I'd rather do something else. Yes, and the reason you explained it pretty well is because you said you don't need it, but you want it. You want more choices just in case you don't have them, right? Right. But that's the, pro- that's the problem with most people is they can't separate that barrier, right? They want all the choices all the time because they don't want to feel like they're left behind or that they have no choice at all. When they don't have their free will or control, when they're at the bottom of society, they feel like they don't, can't escape. They want as many choices as possible just to feel like they have control, power over the situation, right? But the truth is, you just have to, there's no easy way out, there's no shortcuts. You just have to get used to the idea that you have to earn certain choices, right? You have to earn certain amount of money to afford all these other extra luxuries, these vacations, right? We all see the rich, we see their extravagant lifestyles, and we all want that, but if you try to copy them and you don't have that foundation, that earning potential or anything, then you are going to be left unfulfilled because you cannot separate your needs from the wants. The people at the highest people, um, 
the people at the highest top of the society, they usually are able to separate their needs from their wants. Like a lot of rich clients I've had, they don't they straight up say they don't watch T V, they don't buy any of this useless stuff. Some of them don't even buy coffee from the cafe. They said they like buy it from the store, they're not wasting that amount of money on coffee and I'm just like, you know, that's just such a small insignificant choice to me, but I'm learning from their mindset, right? They are trying to maximize what they need. They don't, you know, and that helps them control what they want, and that's what leads to the success in their life because they they are minimalist when it comes to choices, right? Because they realize they don't need every single choice. They only need enough choices that can fulfill them, that can make them happy. How do we make those choices? Now, you said identify the needs and the wants. Let's say it's not a situation like that. Let's say you need to, you're faced with, I don't want to use the word need again. You're faced with a decision. You need to pick A. Uh, it's either A or B. How, is, is it always come down to needs and wants? You need to identify that. Um, or is it the intuition, something from within that could be telling you, hey, listen, you need to pick A. That's the best choice. Well, yes, that's the thing. Um, our intuition isn't always correct, and that's fine because our intuition evolves as we learn, as we make those choices, right? So usually when you're to separate those needs from your wants, you kind of have to listen to that intuition. You have to listen to that heart. When you make that choice, when you're experiencing that choice in the moment, you have to listen to your intuition. Did your intuition tell you that you're happy, that you're fulfilled, that any of that? If the answer is usually no, because a lot of people who watch these Netflix cable shows, they said there's nothing ever on. They don't feel like they're fulfilled, but they still pay anyway. And that's because they're trying to listen to their mind that says, their mind says, I need all the choices all the time to feel in control. But their intuition is trying to tell them that, no, you don't need this choice. It's not doing anything for you, right? You're not listening to your heart saying that you don't need this, right? You need something fulfilling. You need, like, something that can you know, bring you love, maybe love of the self or love of others or that can make you feel happy, right? So, yes, you have to listen to that intuition. Your intuition learns as you experience and it helps you determine those choices because it remembers what you feel and what you feel is very important when making choices because you want to make choices that make you feel more empowered, make you feel more in control. That way you don't feel like you need choices after a while, right? all of the choices, I mean, like, you just need all those core foundational choices that make you happy, and then once you get to that level of control, that self-autonomy, then you can seek what you want. I can look back in my life and think of choices I made and can right away say, that was not the right choice. And I can even picture myself even 20 years ago faced with a situation and I made a certain choice. And it was just, you know, it was like one of those life things. You know, nothing, nothing major, but not, you know, it, it, was, a, it was a life choice I made. And, and, and a few of them that I made over the years. But I can look back and say, you probably should have listened to what was in and made a pivot in another direction. Um, but a lot of times, and I believe you said this before, we're influenced by certain decisions, things that are around us to make a decision when it, we think that maybe it's not the right one. Yeah. Yes, and that's pretty much our rational mind talking, right? Because our rational mind is just like, oh, well, everyone else is doing that. 
oh, well, I was taught that this is always the right choice, right? No rule conditions set by society, all these ideas, just like going through our rational minds, like, oh, this isn't the best institution, that, oh, logic will always, logic and rationality and reason, they will always lead to the past success, but that's simply not true, right? You can't just put rules for everything. You, everything, pretty much almost all things are conditional. Rules just happen to, you know, like, shape some of the chaos into a easily identifiable form, but you still have to make choices. You can't just stop, ever stop making choices, right? And the, to make those choices, you really do have to ask questions, like, how did this make me feel? How did, you know, like, how can I handle this feeling? Um, are there any other choices that I've tried that make me feel different? And really, you just have to focus on the choices that make you feel empowered, make you feel like you have control, and most importantly, just make you... It, it puts away the sense of guilt, the sense of, like, if I make this choice, will I regret it? Because there's no such thing as a mistake in truth in actuality. There are only regrets. And those regrets are kind of what lead to our trauma and our negative mindset. Any other thoughts when it comes to, to choices and making making what we, we what should be the right choice? Um, to make the right choice, I would just say, listen to your heart and ask questions of it. Like, don't just, like, sometimes your heart doesn't have anything to say. Ask a question. Ask, what should I feel right now? What do I feel right now? What could I feel right now, Right. It all starts with the feelings. It all starts with identifying what you need to make sure that you won't regret this decision. I I shared a a couple of minutes ago uh, some regrets that I had with decisions. And and you know what? It's all part of the learning process. It's life. Maybe I wouldn't be here at this point now if I didn't go through those uh, decisions and the, the impact of them. But, Ja, when you, you look back over uh, some years, do you arrive uh, at the same thing, thinking that, hmm, I, I probably should have made a, a different decision on a couple of different things? Yes, I've come to realize I've had hundreds of regrets, and it was weighing me down for a long time before I started just accepting them, right? I had so many regrets of, like, not standing up for myself more, uh, standing up for myself a little bit too much. Um, just not helping enough people, helping too many people to the point of enablement, right? It always felt like in my childhood that I was making all the wrong decisions, right? Because I was just so focused on the outcome, right? I expected something X or Y to happen once I made this because I kept trying to follow rules. Society told me to follow rules. It told me not to feel. It told me to bury all your emotions and logic and reason and rationality were the ways to... uh, good functioning society and you know growing up I saw it like people who use logic reason rationality they had such clean and pristine environments they had but then you know as time grew over I realized that those environments have no life right and if they have no life then what's the point right and then once I finally I was able to get into a space of my own to reflect or process on, on all those thoughts I realized all all those, like, choices, all that guilt, all that regret, it kind of just, like, started overflowing. And I had to realize I had to cut off the guilt because I did the best with with the information I had at the time and that I just feel regret. And I have, the difference between guilt and regret is that you have control of your regrets, right? With guilt, you feel like you have to go back and make different decisions, but with regret, 
you can learn from that decision and just say, I won't make that decision in the future. I will never make that mistake again. It's so true what you said, how we let society dictate our decisions many times, thinking that, well, I should do this because how will people view me? Um, or, or, you know, when we're younger, uh, even as children, even as, uh, as males, you know, boy, big boys don't cry. So we have to hide our emotions. And I recently learned, and this is backed by research, uh, anybody can, can look deeper into it, that males are much more emotionally intelligent when they're younger than, than females. But what does society say? Uh, just don't, don't, big boys don't cry. Don't cry. Why are you crying? Come on, be a man. But no, you're, you're plugged into it. You know, as a kid, maybe you're more emotional because you're feeling a certain situation, but you're not allowed to express it. And a lot of times we get suppressed uh, as males and we're, we're not allowed to express because of being suppressed. Uh, so yeah, that goes right back to the, the society situation that uh, one example of it that you mentioned. Yeah. Because, um, it's also not just don't cry. It's like uh, men don't feel, men don't do this, right? They don't, ex- and a lot of it is focused on men just not expressing their emotions at all. Right? A hundred percent, yeah. And men are obviously, yeah, they are almost intelligent because they need that, right? Boys become, like, pretty, our society trains boys to be competitive and to be competitive, to compete with other males. You have to know what they're feeling, their emotions, right? And to actually um, get, you know, like women, mates, all, all that stuff, you also have to know what they're feeling, right? And by telling them that they don't do any of this stuff, that they should just bury all the emotions, you kind of just hamper them. They become robotic drones that don't really question their decisions, don't really do, you know, and they don't have respect or appreciation for anything, right? Because you need to have emotions, feelings to have respect for things, right? You, you, you see something, you're just like, wow, or wow, that was amazing. You know, I respect that. I appreciate what she did for me or what he did for me. But if you don't feel, if you don't feel at all, then you don't have that respect, you don't have that appreciation, and then everything kind of just seems like, you know, you're entitled to it if you if you just, like, get it. But the truth is you're not entitled to anything. You pretty much have to have, like, respect and appreciation to enjoy life. Is that what clients tell you when you, when you work with them in terms of making decisions that they just feel that they maybe not worthy enough of certain decisions? Um, yeah, because a lot of it, a lot of my male clients especially feel like they've internalized this um, capitalist idea where they, um, they have to compete all the time. They have to earn every single thing. Every problem is their fault, whether it's systemic or individual. They feel like, you know, they just have to, quote-unquote, be a man. And usually what that means is they have to survive every challenge, every problem, every situation by themselves. Like, they they can't ask for help because that would make them seem weak or not masculine or any of that other stuff. Um, Or... You know, like they fail, they don't deserve anything, but that's simply not true. Love what we're talking about today because it's uh, it's everything when you think about it in terms of choices. Everything we do is is a choice. Everything. I'm trying to think of what it wouldn't be, and even if something is presented to you and it wasn't your choice, how you react to it 
is your choice. Ja, how do we how do we connect with you? If somebody wants to unpack a lot of this stuff, find some support, some some coaching, how do they do that? Um, yeah, they can reach me at jharman.com. That's J-H-A-R-V-M-A-N.com. Or they can reach me at jharman at gmail.com. That's J-H-A-R-V-M-A-N at gmail.com. Always great talking with you. Really appreciate everything that we've we've talked about and learned during these podcasts. And uh, somewhere along the way, uh, I, I'm hoping that we get together and uh, can pick up uh, from this point forward. Thank you so much. No problem. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you, A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. It's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.